C. Martin Show. Yeah, I don't know, I had an idea. <laughs> Diagnosis. I had an idea, and then, uh... Prognosis. Yeah, I take the serious. Osmosis. Why, it's funny? It wasn't, it wasn't funny. I wasn't laughing about anything. Yeah. It's not funny. It's not funny. Nothing's funny. Don't you ever talk about me. Yeah, I don't know, I had an idea. That's the result you won't get. It's the doctor, T.C. Martin. I don't go out there and laugh. laugh the doctor laugh. is now in. Glad to have you with us on a terrible Tuesday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Oh, yeah. Today, we're going to give you a full recap of the Super Bowl commercials, what we saw on Sunday. That's right. We're going to give you the best and the worst. I mean, it is terrible Tuesday, right? So, of course, we're going to have to give you the ones that were really, really bad. Yeah, I guess there are plenty of them. Usually are. But uh, always have fun with this each and every year. Giving you our Super Bowl commercial recap. Okay, we'll also talk about the game as well, too. And the quarterback, Steve Berline, will join us. The former Super Bowl champ, of course. Part of our team. And uh, we'll wrap up the football season with the old quarterback, Steve Berline. And the big sub-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will join us as well, too. The five-time NBA champ. We'll talk a little uh, Super Bowl with the sub-footer. And uh, also talk about the NBA and James Harden. On the move, ready to, to get it on with his new team. Ben Simmons still waiting uh, as those guys swap teams. So we'll talk to the seven-footer regarding that trade and a whole lot more coming your way on the program here today. But uh, plenty to do, plenty to talk about as uh, we now unwind from the NFL football season, the post-Super Bowl haze. Talked a lot about that yesterday. Talked about the 100 and $80 million that the state of Nevada took in on the sportsbook side. So, yeah, record numbers there. And like we talked yesterday also about uh, the 32 states that really cleaned up as well, too. New Jersey took in about $147 million. New Jersey! Boom! New to the game? I tell you, those guys like to fire back there. There's no doubt about it. 32 of the states partook. In Super Bowl 56 wagering and uh, amazing. It's only going to get uh, bigger and better and more states uh, chiming in. The uh, Super Bowl ratings came in today, Numchuck. That's right. The Super Bowl ratings. Where do you think we stood here? 101.1 FM. That's right. 101.1 FM. 101.1 million people watched the Super Bowl. On NBC and Telemundo. We had a Telemundo commercial. Did you notice that? If you were watching the Super Bowl? Telemundo. Which actually would probably make my list for one of the better commercials during Super Bowl 56. 99.2 million people watched it on NBC. 1.9 mil watched on Telemundo. So there you have it. Uh, 101.1. 101.1 million people watched the Super Bowl. That is an increase from last year's game, where they had 92 million, and actually that was the lowest Super Bowl total that they uh, that they had since 2006. But another 11.2 million streamed the game, uh, so that brings it really to 112.3 million people. Who's going to stream a, a, a Super Bowl? Right, you're going to sit there and watch this for four hours on your phone. 
Really? What if you're out, like, at the airport, something like that? For Okay, I get that. I, I get that. You really don't have a choice with that, yeah. too. You know, so... Yeah, streaming numbers up pretty big there. But, uh, yeah, those are your Super Bowl ratings that, that came in. So along with the betting handle that we talked about yesterday, the Super Bowl ratings, yeah, pretty good. And, and a pretty good game as well, too, despite the 12 punts, despite Cincinnati going 3 for 14 on third down. Pretty good game. The Rams win, like we said, in dramatic fashion. And it was one of the most uh, exciting Super Bowls in recent memory, especially uh, down the stretch. And uh, congratulations again, uh, to the Rams, and especially putting together that 18-play drive in the final six minutes and 13 seconds that covered 79 yards for the Rams to uh, to uh, get the victory. All right, but today we talk about the Super Bowl commercials here. And <laughs> what we learned about the, the Super Bowl commercials here is that uh, it was filled with high-priced celebrities, electric cars, Crypto, oh, and old school music. Now, I can appreciate that. They hit a lot of the old school music here. Yeah. So, from the celebrity standpoint, you had uh, Megan the Stallion, your girl Numchuck. Yeah. <laughs> Zendaya, Kevin Hart, Scarlett Johansson, what, uh, Colin Jost, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Selma Hayek. And yes, Peyton Manning was all over the place. The whole Manning family doing their Caesar sportsbook thing, right? And then an ad that I was really looking forward to, the Superior Bowl with Steve Buscemi behind the counter spraying the shoes. There you go. Numchuck, were you one of those guys? Did you did you bring your own shoes to a bowling alley? You used the stinky shoes, didn't you? Stinky shoes yeah, it is. Of course it is, yeah. Steve Buscemi back there, Peyton Manning and that. Uh, another array, uh, bunch of array of stars in the uh, Superior Bowl. So I, I like that. But. There is some controversy here today as Ohio Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown criticized the cryptocurrency advertisements that aired during the Super Bowl, saying that these ads fail to show the scams and other issues associated with the digital currency. So Brown spoke during a Senate hearing on stablecoins. So we saw stablecoins. We saw some of these other things. And again, We'll dive into the whole crypto thing here in a minute. But here's his quote. He goes, if you watch the Super Bowl on Sunday, you saw ad after ad for a product that most Americans have heard of, but almost nobody knows what it really is. Big crypto companies are looking to make big profits and are desperate to reach as many Americans as they can. They they brought in celebrities and gimmicks to make crypto sound exciting and daring and profitable, but the ads left a few things out. They didn't mention the fraud, the scams, and the outright theft. The fact that these companies felt the need to advertise at all is a bit of a giveaway about one of the major claims. Is this is this were actually meant to be used as a currency? Why would they need to buy ads? I like that logic there. Exactly. I like that logic there. But I'm watching this, and I'm going, really? Another crypto ad? And another crypto ad? Really? I don't know what was worse, watching crypto ad after crypto ad or electric car ads. I didn't know the electric car made a comeback here. Where are the electric cars at? I mean, they just filled it with with Super Bowl time there. 
Crazy. And by the way, how many people that are watching football know what crypto is? I mean, is that really your core audience there? I mean, a lot of people don't even know what the heck it is. And you're watching these commercials going, what is this? And like so many of these ads, and this is so much different for Super Bowls than it is just during during regular time uh, frames where these guys are, are buying ads, is that you don't know what the product is until the end. So you'll remember. So if I say, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger to you, you're going to, oh, yeah, that Arnold Schwarzenegger Selma Hayek ad. I'm going to tell you, 80% of the people cannot tell me, maybe 90%, tell me what product that he was selling. Now, I know you and I know because we've, you know, been doing this for we've been doing yeah, this and we're, and, and, we're, and we're setting up these ads to talk about it today but for the most part do you know i mean really you know i mean there, there are a lot of these ads that do that uh the chick doing the sea the seashells right you saw that ad doing the seashells what's the product yeah no one knows something like four square hip-hop you know hip-hop four square hopscotch something like that yeah, that's it. Hip, I, hop the hip to the hip to the hip hip hop. You don't don't, don't don't try stealing my lines or my thunder, okay? Or especially my jams, okay? You can't do it. All right, but yeah. So winners, losers of the Super Bowl commercials. Let's break it down. It's terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. All right, so as we get to it, the Super Bowl commercials, you know, every year commercials are just as big as the game and actually bigger for some people. But for a Terrible Tuesday, we got to go ahead and, and rip the ones that really irritated me. Let's start with this one. T-Mobile. What is T-Mobile doing? They usually have some pretty decent ads, right? Keeping up with everybody in the in the phone industry. Dolly Parton. I haven't seen Dolly Parton forever. And after Sunday, I wish I didn't see Dolly Parton because she was really hard to look at and definitely hard to listen to. Now, in this ad, Dolly Parton grabs a phone from her bra. She can't understand what's wrong. Apparently, there is a problem with the 5G network, which I wasn't aware of, that there was a major problem with the 5G network. But she knew about it, and Miley Cyrus knew about it, and other people, I guess, in this commercial. And there is a problem with, I guess, phones or T-Mobile phones. Do it for the phones? What is this? Do it for the phones? When I see a problem, I am going to fix it. America's got a serious problem, so I'm going to get it off my chest. 5G phones. Trapped on limited 5G networks. But you can make a difference. If you join T-Mobile, these phones will be able to shine their brightest, like me. I have my own theme park. T-Mobile. Do it for the phones. Hey, Molly. How can I help these phones? You got a voice. Use it. Dolly Parton. I can't understand her. I don't understand the commercial. I can't understand her. I mean, what is wrong with her? I mean, I didn't want to start ripping her because did she have a stroke or something? But no, she didn't. But I do know that she is the queen of plastic surgeries. We know that. And this is what we're seeing here. I mean, too much Botox. I mean, she sounded awful. I almost felt sorry for her. 
I mean, this ad was an embarrassment. And I remember Dolly Parton's quote a while back when people were were talking about why she has so many plastic surgeries. Her quote was this, if I see something sagging, bagging, or dragging, I'll get it nipped, tucked, or sucked. You know, uh, so, yeah, she also said womanhood was a difficult thing to get a grip on in those hills, unless you were a man. <laughs> you have no soundbite for that? I I thought you would be all over a soundbite for this nunchuck, especially when Dolly Parton is saying, if I see something sagging, bagging, or dragging, and you got nothing for me. I mean, you got sound bites for me every day. And you got no soundbite for sagging, bagging, or dragging from Dolly Parton. I'll get it nipped, tucked, or sucked. Eh, that's not bad. That was atrocious. That ad was was atrocious. Now, the baby's back. I thought we were done with the baby eight years ago. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? The E-Trade commercial. The baby with the adult voice. I'm going, not again. Uh, since the baby's last commercial eight years ago, the baby seems to have been living in a life of isolation in a wooded era. Uh, they found me. <sighs> nice suits. You guys blend right in. The world needs you back. I'm retired, Greg. You know this. People have their money just sitting around doing nothing. That's bad. They shouldn't do that. They're getting crushed by inflation. Well, I feel for them. They're taking financial advice from memes. <laughs> I'll get my onesies. Good to have you back, old friend. Yeah, eyes on the road, Benny. Welcome to a new chapter in investing. E-Trade, now from Morgan Stanley. Yeah, so the executives do their best to convince the reluctant baby to make a comeback, telling him that inflation is rising and that people are leaving their money in bank accounts instead of investing. You know who the voice of the baby is? And this is what drives me nuts. I never liked this campaign eight years ago, and they got rid of it because I don't want to look at a baby and see an adult voice. It's just too creepy. I don't want it. But I was shocked to find that this is Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes, the comedian, the stand-up comedian Pete Holmes, doesn't even sound anything like Pete Holmes, and he had that great show that was, uh, that was I believe, was on HBO or Showtime, um, the stand-up comedy thing. It was fantastic. I, I love that. But, uh, yeah, let me get my onesies. Uh, so the baby's back. The baby with the adult voice. Can't do it. Can't do it. I don't know if that was bad or this is worse. Probably worse. DraftKings. Okay? Now, DraftKings. We get the chick. Future. And what does she want to do? She wants to promote gambling. Not just sportsbook betting, but let's promote gambling. Let's go all in. They say fortune is fickle. Wrong. I just know what I like. And it ain't settling for three. Because life's a gamble. Name is guaranteed. Gamble. Evil. Gutting it for glory. Love. So let's make it interesting. I put a million bucks in up to five DraftKings Sportsbook accounts. Lay it all on tonight's game or kiss it goodbye. Hello, Fortune. That was Joe Namath (laughs) in that uh, ad uh, talking to Fortune. Okay, a couple problems with this. First of all, put a million dollars in five DraftKings Sportsbook accounts. Okay, your average person is going to probably deposit a hundred, two hundred, five hundred, maybe a thousand dollars. But especially people watching the Super Bowl, 
you know, your first time betters and everything. Really? A million dollars in five accounts? Okay, you're not really, you know, really speaking to that audience properly. Let's risk it all. Whatever happened to proceeding with caution or the disclaimers that you have to have here, using the disclaimer about, oh, please bet responsibly, that we would say, this is just 180 degrees in the opposite direction, just basically saying, we're all in, we're going in here, let's go. Let's just fire away. Let's fire away uncontrollably. Let's just let it all go here. Yeah. Let's risk it all. Oh, and by the way, DraftKings, an official NFL partner, too. Really? You could do a little bit better than that when this is your partner. And if you want to do it tastefully, the way that kind of Caesars does it with J.B. Smoove and the Mannings. But this, let's just go all in. Let's promote it all. Let's risk it all. Lose it all. Yeah, that's a, that's a little bit much. That's some aggressive advertising there okay then we go over to what i mentioned earlier arnold schwarzenegger back how long did it take you to recognize that zeus was arnold schwarzenegger took me a while having problems with electricity i guess him and selma hayek my fellow gods the dark skies have spoken it is time for susan i to retire but where will you go zeus sorry zeus i need a charge in the It's not rocket science. I'm heading out. Don't forget to take Peggy for a walk. Yo, Zeus! Ah, A little juice! That's it. I'm done with this place. We'll see about that. Everything okay out there, baby? Little Peggy, a little walk, huh? I figure you could use a little pick me up. All electric. All electric. The BMW iX. Electricity in its ultimate form. Electric Avenue. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. Now I don't know how much cornball you can get with that. I mean Eddie Grant, Electric Avenue, uh again another mediocre song at best. But to see Arnold Schwarzenegger as Zeus, Selma Hayek, and here we go. Electric cars making a comeback. BMW and the electric car game now. A lot of bad electric car commercials. More bad electric car commercials. Polestar. What was that? I mean, Polestar, that's a... All I know is, is Polestar the magazine that we used to track our, our, our concert gates and that sort of thing. You want to see how artist is drawing at der, uh, various venues throughout the country? You go to Polestar. Polestar, what, is, is now a car, an electric car? That was an atrocious ad. Yeah, here it is. What is this? I can just talk right through this because there's no voiceover. There's no nothing. There's no commitments. There's no, this is all that's, that's up on the screen now. No this, no that, no that. How about no sense? And we don't know what it is until the final three seconds, right? Where it says, Polestar? Come on, what is that? What is? How is that going to go make me buy a car? Please tell me that. Insane. All right. How about a tailgate party? We witnessed a tailgate party. Everyone loves tailgate parties, right? Well, we also saw the worst tailgate party in Caesar's time. 
Oh, nice. Max Mr. Great's coming back this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Didn't you get eaten by that lion? Not all of them. He'll still play. Maximus the Great is dead! <gasps> this is officially the worst tailgate I've ever been to. Barbarians. Hate it when they come to town. Well, tough. We drove for three months with our kids in an ox cart. Just to watch you get destroyed. Yeah, we made great time. Heard! Mott! Knock it off! We came to see Maximus get fed to the wolves live in person. You guys have wolves? Oh, we got a lot of animals this year. We got a lion, uh, we have a viper. Ooh, and the panda. Oh, he's so cute, uh, but hungry. Doesn't matter. We're gonna kick your... I'm sorry. What are you doing? Adding avocados from Mexico. They're always good. Want some? Mm. Let's kick this party up a notch. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that's what you need, you know, for a tailgate party in Caesar's time. Uh, the barbarians with moonsault through a table. I mean, that was that was pretty nice. Uh, somebody driving an ox cart for three months. But if you have avocados from Mexico, from Mexico, it's not just avocados. This ad is brought to you by avocados from Mexico. That just makes it all better. Come on, it was ridiculous. There's nothing entertaining about this. I mean, the moonsault through the, the, the table was fine. But it was no Sabu. It was no RVD, I can tell you that. And they, how about the barbarians reference? Do you think that was you know going back to the NWC, the barbarians? I'm sure it's all NWC. I, I, I'm sure exactly. Positive avocados from Mexico, please. Okay, uh, McDonald's, please. What was this? Welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? Hi. Can I get a? Uh... Can I get a? Take it in the McDonald's. Ooh, can I get a? Uh, can I get a? Yeah. Can uh, I get a? Uh... Uh... Uh, go, Bubba, go! Uh, you do? Uh, pick me! No, pick me! Hey, can I get a... Ten-piece chicken McNuggets. And what sauce would you like with that? Uh... Yeah. Uh, you know why this resonated with me? Because the very few times I go to McDonald's, and you know... The only time I go to McDonald's is when the McRib is here once every two years in November for about seven days. That's the only time that I'll go. But I look at that menu and I do the exact same thing. Uh, Not because I can't make up my mind of which delicious option to get, whether it's the Big Mac or the Quarter Pounder or the crappy cheeseburger or that other stuff. No, it's because I don't want anything off that menu. There's nothing on there that appeals to me except the McRib. Which uh, comes every two years. But that's what I do. I look at this thing and I go, uh, give me a dollar Coke. That's what I'll do. The best thing they got, as we know. It's, it's, it's sickening sweet Coke. And they do a fantastic job with that. But yeah, when I looked at this ad, and then we got a Kanye West sighting in this ad. Are you kidding me? No. That, that was atrocious. And it just goes to show, it just lines up with everything I think about McDonald's. It's, uh, it's not... Sh- it's not telling me that this is really good. It's like, it's so disgusting, I'm not sure what to pick. I've got to pick something so I don't have a headache before I go into a four-hour meeting. That's what it shows me. Atrocious. Now, Taco Bell, they backed that right up with clowns and ice cream. I don't understood what that was all about. Uh, clowns flying all over the place. Didn't even know what the ad was. Here we go until the final five seconds where we see... Uh, some everyone eating at Taco Bell in the parking lot with fire sauce. What that has to do with clowns and ice cream is beyond me. But probably the biggest ripoff that we had was 
Gerard Mayo, as we know, is trying to get a coaching job. All right? Trying to get that coaching job because he's a retired linebacker. He's been a linebacker's coach the last last couple seasons here. But now he's he's rolling around these commercials and he's tackling everyone in sight. Gerard Mayo. And why Gerard Mayo? Oh, because it's Hellman's mayonnaise. Hellman's wants to tackle food waste. So naturally, they hired this legend. Legend? Don't toss that. You can make grilled cheese with that bread. Not on my watch. You can make potato salad. Grandma! Don't throw away that spinach! Make a frittata. No one watching this commercial would know who this is. They would not know Gerard Mayo unless they put his name on the screen, which they did. Mayo, mayonnaise, okay. You couldn't have got somebody better. And like I said, this is a ripoff. We've seen this before. What was the commercial that we had years ago? I thought it was a Geico commercial where the guy's standing in his living room and all of a sudden and, and somebody like Ray Lewis or somebody tackles a guy. And, and they, they drive him outside, and, they, and then he's running outside, and he tackles him in his yard. If any of our listeners know who that is, please let me know who that is. Hit me on Twitter at TCMartin21, or call us at, at 702-221-7283. Remember that spot? This was a ripoff of that spot, which I kind of enjoyed seeing this NFL player tackle the bejesus out of out of this ham and agar. So, uh, uh, the big ripoff with this. All right. Now, the all-time worst ad from the Super Bowl on Sunday had to be this nonsense, Coinbase. I'm watching a bouncing barcode. It's going around the screen, and I'm going, what the hell am I watching here? It reminds me of the old Pong game. Pong, video, probably before your time, Chuck. There are people out there that know what I'm talking about. I love Pong. Didn't it remind you of Pong? Uh, the only thing was missing was beep, beep. No, it, re- it reminded no. me of the screensavers. Oh, screensaver. Let's play this out here. And it ends really quirky, too. No rhyme or reason to this. We don't know the product. No mention of the product at all. None. Just some... Goofy porn music, with <laughs> which you can relate to, and things you know, the in the the thing bouncing all over the place. This is how it ends. There it is. Yeah, jumpstart your crypto portfolio with Coinbase. That's what it was. It must have worked because I guess their website busted out twenty million people in a minute. <laughs> exactly, and you were one of the twenty million. Ding, and you're not Mister Crypto. Unbelievable. And you wonder why people pay what they pay for these ads up to $6 million for an ad. Ridiculous. That was horrendous. It was horrible. All right. A lot of bad Super Bowl ads. All right. There were some good ones. And uh, we'll hit you know some of the good ones a little bit later on. But, yeah, those were just some of the worst. All right. When we come back, we'll talk to Steve Berline. We'll get the quarterback's thoughts on Super Bowl Fifty Six. We'll talk about the QBs. We'll talk about the commercials. We'll talk about a whole lot more with Steve Berline coming up next. <laughs> Check out his big stethoscope.
or not. It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. California. All right, don't forget to join us at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas on Friday. The quarterback, Jay Schrader, will be with us as we recap a busy Super Bowl 56 from all aspects, just like we're doing today. Come on by, see the show live, 2 to 4 p.m. Of course, Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. And get ready, it's right around the corner. The baddest, the biggest, and the best Super Bowl. I said Super Bowl. Where am I going? See, I still got Super Bowl in my head here. March Madness Party. Hoops and hops, baby. It's coming back to the Cosmopolitan upstairs in the Belmont Ballroom. Join me and 4,000 of my closest friends coming up the first three days of Hoops and Hops, March Madness. Uh, you got to love that. That'll be what the uh, third week of uh, March. So uh, get your tickets. Go to CosmopolitanLasVegas.com, and uh, we will be broadcasting live on those days. Cannot wait as we turn the page from football to basketball. And again, join us each and every Friday at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. All right, a little California love, of course, because my man, who born and raised in Cali, still hanging out in Cali, the quarterback from Cali, Servite high in the house again, Steve Berline. What's going on, my man? Yo, 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 yo. Now, I got a question for you. Yes. You know, you you introduced or you described uh, my, my good friend and – teammate Jay Schrader a minute ago as the quarterback. Yes. Now, we got a problem. <laughs> I, I, I'm the quarterback. You're, you're the quarterback. You got that? You're, you're... I'm tired of butting heads with Jay Schrader. I... Maybe maybe I should have... Uh... And... Maybe I should have promoted Jay on a, on a different segment. I should have. You know, I'm thinking, uh, here's, here's a couple guys, former teammates. They got probably a lot of yeah. love for each other, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I got no Jay and I get along great. We always have, but you know, I mean, come on. There's all you say the quarterback. You got you gotta you gotta think of something else for him. Okay, that's it. That's it. He, be, you are right, my friend. I stand corrected right now. Let's go. Let's set the record straight here. He is the quarterback because he's the original because he's been on longer with me than Jay Schrader has. There it is. You are the quarterback, the one and only, the pride of Notre Dame, Steve Berline. Let's hear it for Steve Berline, ladies and gentlemen. The crowd is going crazy for Steve Berline. Oh, and now the Irish are in to play again. Yeah, we know he's back. He's full. There we go. Is that is that better? Does that make you feel good? Now that that's what I'm talking about right there. The quarterback. There you go. Number seven on your scorecard. Number one in your heart. Let, let, let's make sure that we we don't let this happen again. This is a one time one time correction. All right, there it is. There's only one because after all, you know, teams only have one quarterback on their roster. By the way, you, you got to remember that they only have one. <laughs> well, you 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 can call, you can call him a quarterback uh, or the other quarterback. I'm the quarterback. That's all I'm saying. There it is. What what would happen if I asked <laughs> if I asked Jay that? What would he say? And Jay's a little scary. He's got big. You got some big hands, my friend. But I think Jay has the biggest quarterback hands I've ever seen. Can you attest to that? Uh, no, no, I can. I, I think he's got big hands, but uh, if, you, if you ever shake hands with Cam Newton, oh. uh, you will understand that Jay Schrader does not have anywhere near the biggest hands. <laughs> That's I mean, Cam Newton. I shook hands with Cam Newton, and his fingers almost went up to my elbow. 
Wow. That's, that's how it's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. All right, my friend. So uh, your Super Bowl experience. Let's hear it. I know that you said you're going to be with friends, family. You wanted to you know, zoom in, zero in, so you could do your NFL Monday quarterback show the following day. Uh, were you taking notes? So give us that, that Burline Super Bowl experience. And, of course, the menu. Well, the menu, she's, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend outdid herself. She, uh, you know, we had, the, we had the usual staples. I grilled up some, some sliders, and we had hot dogs. And then she, we, I went out, she went out and picked up some pizza. But then uh, there's always, uh, you know, she's, she loves to cook. She's a Korean girl who loves to cook. And she just uh, went all out with the wings and with uh, – the different kinds of meat, and you know, then we of course we had salads and all kinds of other stuff. But you know, one of her mantras is that uh, she does not want anybody leaving hungry. Yes, and uh, she always succeeds at that. So it was very, very good. The lovely Esther, there, cooking with Esther. I think it's a new show that we have to have. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Exactly we, right. She's we, amazing. We, we will have cooking with Esther and drinking with Steve. How's that? That, that goes yeah. in him. <laughs> that, that, I can handle that part of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you, you sound like you lived it right. Uh, I, I'm impressed. I, I'm proud of you because, you know, you, you, if you're going to watch the big game or any sporting event, as we know, food is a very important element in my book. So you succeeded, well, I, which I knew you would. No, and it, it, and as we both know, another every bit as important element that I was responsible for was the beverages. Mm. So I took care of the beverages. There are many different IPA selections. <laughs> also had some Pacifico going, uh, some Stella, and uh, then of course a full bar of other other goodies as well as wine and champagne. So yeah, we handled that part of it pretty well as, as well. So let me ask you, with the Super Bowl being down in L.A. at SoFi Stadium, I know you, you did some stuff leading up to it and everything during that week since you are down there, but were you tempted at all to go, or did you actually get an invitation and maybe pass? Because I know you said last week you really wanted to, to chill at home or whatever, but were you tempted a little bit just because it was the first Super Bowl at SoFi? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go to the game, and I, I never really was tempted to go. I, I thought, you know, maybe – It'd be cool to be there, but right. you know, as we talked about before, I'm, I uh, I enjoy being in a, a, a the Super Bowl party atmosphere instead. But uh, I did go down to LA and get caught up in a few of the uh, different events that were going on down there, and they also had a, some really good in, uh, benefit type things for former players that the NFL and NFL Players Association put on just to help us older guys kind of learn about the resources that are available to us and so that was very productive as well but it was really all about the game as we all know so we can get into that if you want well i I don't know i think it's a little bit more important to talk about food and then super bowl commercials my friend so we we talked about that in the first segment so uh i need your take Uh, what what was your your uh, take on these super bowl commercials the good the bad the ugly i can honestly tell you uh I'm not into that. I didn't even watch during the commercials. And I, I want to go back. I'll go back and I'll look at, like, and I haven't done it yet, but like the YouTube, you know, compilation they put together right. of the top ten or whatever else. I'll go look at that. But the only one I remember was that darn QR code that was bouncing all over the TV. Uh, we, just, and we just talked about that. Now, I just said that was the that was my number one worst one on a terrible Tuesday. Do you agree? Do you, you remember that? Do you oh. remember it for being hor- horrendous, right? 
terrible. Thank it was you. terrible, but but they, but they, they <laughs> you know. Now, can you remember who it was that? that who it was? What the the company? You know, like, the company? Yeah, the company. Yeah, yeah. well, I, well, I I wouldn't have known, but again, you know, doing doing uh, my work for this show here, so I could rip it apart. Yeah, it was uh, Coinbase. Yeah, Coinbase. Yeah. Coinbase. It was crypto. Yeah, some coin, some crypto stuff. That's yeah, what I remember. Some crypto stuff. Uh, and that's the thing with all these yeah. commercials. It's like you didn't know what the product was. I mean, if I told you, hey, did you see the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Did, what was the product? The one of the Schwarzenegger and Selma Hayek. Do you remember what the product was? Well, I don't remember the commercial, yeah, so yeah, uh, I can't talk to you about yeah, that. Yeah, he's one. dressed up as so. Zeus and all this other stuff, and and it was for BMW, <laughs> an electric car. I never knew the the electric car was making a comeback. Steve, help me out here. I... <laughs> making a comeback? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, seriously, there's like six or seven commercials. Every company had an electric car commercial in there. I said, "Are you kidding me?" I, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, well. and I didn't know that Dolly Parton had so many plastic surgeries, and she pulled a phone out of her bra because she was telling us there were problems with uh, with phones. Phone, there, there's problems with phones, and we need to get them fixed. And they did a "We Are the World" really? thing. They did a "We Are the World" thing. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Well, what are we doing?" Well, well, listen, uh, I'm glad I missed most yeah. of that, if not all of it. So I'm not. Uh, I will go back and look at it though, so I can I can have a little bit more knowledge. Uh, you know about what you're talking about here because I hate I hate leaving you hanging, not being able to no, give you any commentary that, on that. That's okay. That's okay. I figured you know you were busy, like you said, you know, putting back some Pacifico during those uh, commercial breaks. I get it, you know. And that's yeah, what that's, I. That's you know, by the way, that, that's game time is during the intermission for the life after football. Right. right. You know, game time is the is the commercial breaks. So then you get to go get serious, and you know. Have a couple beers, whatever it is you're doing. I agree. There you go. Well said by the quarterback, the quarterback, Steve Berline. Let's get that straight. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, man. I appreciate that. Uh, biggest takeaways from the game for you? Well, I think it was, uh, uh, you know, as I, I think I mentioned to you on the show, I really thought that uh, Odell Beckham was going to have a big game for yep. the Rams. Uh, I've been saying that to everybody because I really felt like Cincinnati was going to uh, do everything they could to take away Cup, which most people do. But, you know, last week or the previous in the NFC Championship, Odell went off for nine catches and over 100 yards. I just – I felt like it was going to be prime for him. Uh, that that loss really hurt the Rams and really, in my opinion, altered the course of the game because, uh, you know, the Rams at that from that point forward were not able to run the football – and and they only had the one threat on the field with Cooper Cup, and it really took a while to get him, you know, really going. And the Rams' offense just wasn't balanced enough. So I think the loss of Odell Beckham Jr. was a, a significant deal from the you know from the very early part of the game. Uh, but on a whole, I think you know uh, both quarterbacks I thought played well, but not great. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow got beat up again like we all expected. Yep. Aaron Donald just dominated inside the Rams. Rams defense was great, but I thought Joe Burrow played a tough game like he always does, protected the football, uh, and competed hard and gave his team a chance to win at the end. You know, it was, uh, uh, I think, a good effort for him against a really good defense on the biggest stage possible. He'll, he'll only get better, but we do know 
he had his team within, you know, with the lead with a minute and a half left in the game in his first Super Bowl. Uh, and I think he's going to have many more. So uh, really impressed with him. And then Matt Stafford, uh, you know, I think he did exactly what the Rams brought him there to do. He stepped up when he had to step up at crunch time and made some great throws uh, to give him a chance to win the game. I don't blame him for the interceptions. You know, we could talk about that. The, the, the deep one to, with Van Jefferson, I was really disappointed as a quarterback. I thought Van Jefferson shouldn't have got back up and uh, broke that play up. He had time to adjust to the football and a quarterback is counting on the one thing for sure is that the receiver is not going to let the DB make a play on that ball. Uh, so that was, I think, Jefferson's fault. The second one was deflected. Um, so, you know, I, I think he played well uh, against the really good Bengals defense that was playing well as well. So, um, you know, I think both quarterbacks had good games. Neither one of them had an MVP type of game. Uh, and I agree that it should have gone to Cooper Cup because of his yes. his play when they really needed him to step up. All right. So you mentioned, you know, Cooper Cup. Been fantastic this entire season. Over 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns. And then, you know, with the two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, deservedly so. But, you know, you can make also a case for Aaron Donald as well, too. And we had talked last week about Aaron Donald Aaron Donald can wreck a game plan, you know, for the Cincinnati Bengals. And he definitely wrecked havoc. And, again, you know, at the end, those last two plays for Cincinnati, as they're driving down to potentially at least tie the game, third and one, he stops P. Ryan. And then the fourth down, he gets his hands on Burrow, a near sack there. I mean, Aaron Donald wrecked that game. Can you make that argument, Steve, that maybe Aaron Donald should have been the MVP? Without a doubt, but and and I we, I had this same discussion at our at the party that I was at. You know, a lot of people were saying Aaron Donald, a lot of people were saying Cooper Cup, uh, and and it, it was a definite. Uh, it, I'm sure it was, you know, discussed at length with whoever was making that decision. But the fact that you know it's all it's always an offensive award unless there is no offensive standout. That's the way it usually works. And Cooper Cup, without a doubt, was the offensive standout. And uh, you know, with both touchdowns for the Rams, the game, the game-winning touchdown for the Rams, uh, I don't think there was really a lot of conversation once they started really, you know, thinking about it and uh, discussing the options. Uh, Cooper Cup deserved it, and so did Aaron Donald. But it always goes to the offensive guy, right? So we were talking about these quarterbacks here. Did did you get a little nervous? When you saw this, this especially the final drive with Stafford, uh, that okay, he could revert back to the Detroit Lions, uh, Matthew Stafford, because it seemed like he had the happy feet. Uh, he wasn't the most accurate on, on some of those throws, but I know there are a lot of fans out there thinking, "Oh my God!" Especially ones that bet the Rams are thinking, like, maybe this could happen again. But uh, did you get that at all when you were watching him in the fourth quarter? You know, I got it a little bit because, as we've talked about many times, my concern with Stafford is I do think he gets too dependent on Cooper Cup yep. at times. And, you know, uh, fortunately, uh, it didn't really come back to haunt him down the stretch. You know, he made that one absolutely spectacular throw, uh, hitting Cooper Cup on the run, I think, in the middle of that drive uh, that, that was significant as a throw that maybe three or four guys in the league can make. Uh, and he, he had some great throws, but I'll tell you, the one that I remember is the one that could have cost him the game, and that was the one with Van Jefferson running across the back of the end zone, wide open. Yes. And I don't yeah. think Al Michaels and, and uh, Chris Collinsworth uh, hit on it hard enough. I mean, that's the kind of throw that if you lose a Super Bowl, you go back and you say, how the heck can a high school quarterback can make that throw? 
You know, I mean, you had to go over a linebacker, but there was nobody within five yards of Van Jefferson. Right. And so uh, Matt Stafford's very lucky they got the two PI calls, uh, you know, on that drive to keep the drive alive. And then obviously the great throw he made to Cooper Cup for the winner, the back shoulder throw. But, um, you know, I, I, you can't miss that throw in that situation to Van Jefferson. And that was when I thought the pressure was getting to him a little bit, like what you're talking about, maybe uh, his reputation was in Detroit. Yeah, and, and see, Burrow had a little bit of that as well, too. Some low throws behind the receivers. And, I mean, we saw him on that final drive. I mean, I don't know if he was intentionally throwing the ball away or not, but I, 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 I couldn't tell if that was just a misthrow well, by Burrow's part or he was throwing I, away. But we, they are both a little bit nervous. First off, Berline wouldn't miss those throws. Uh, secondly, you know why? Uh, <laughs> you know why? Because he's the quarterback. That's why he's the quarterback. Exactly. Now we're talking. But no, he. You know, there were definitely some throws that that Burrow, uh, you know, could have made, uh, and then maybe could have put in better locations from an accuracy standpoint. But you know, you got to consider the fact that he. How many? What is he sacked nine times again? Seven um, times. Which, seven times in this game. Yeah. Seven times. Okay. <laughs> Hey, like think that. about that. Six, hit, 16, hit more. 16 times in the last three games. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah, more, more than that because he had nine Kansas, against Tennessee. And Kansas City got him three or four times, yeah, I think, yes, right? Yeah, so probably yeah, close so to 20. 20. Yeah. 20. Wow. Yeah. So that's a lot. and uh, but, but that's what I think great quarterbacks are made of, and that's why I have zero doubt he's going to be a great one because he, he doesn't get bothered by that stuff. He, he will get hit. And he'll get back up and he'll throw a dagger. And it's like it never happened. And he'll never blame his offensive lineman. He'll never show the frustration that you see out of some quarterbacks out there. That's why I I think there's greatness written all over his future because he has the ability to just, you know, shrug everything off and step up and make a play when he needs to. Mm All right, Steve, if you remember, we asked you for a Super Bowl prediction last week with all of our guests. And uh, if you remember that score, do you remember what that score was? Yeah, I said Rams thirty three twenty five. Man, he he remembers. He, he, I'd say. I mean, this guy can remember a playbook. He can remember a score a, a week later. No problem. Thirty three twenty five. Yeah, a little uh, a little high on that. But you know, you you did uh, you got the three part with the Rams. I mean, you got that that was good. Right. You know, so that was right. Not bad. Right. You know, impressive. You you had the well, right you had the right side, even though the Rams didn't cover. Well, but they could have pushed if uh, you know some uh, some holder, some punter can can get the the ball down which he's only done about a thousand times flawlessly before. That was kind of strange. But anyway, I want to give you some kudos for that. You picked the right side. Well, well, let me, let me say this. Uh, I did tell, uh, I think I, I might have said it on your show, but I know I did on some other shows I did when they were asking me about, do I like Cincinnati plus four? I said, uh, actually, I do like Cincinnati plus four. I don't like, if it was three, I wouldn't be very comfortable with it, but if you're right. going four or more, I feel pretty good about that. And uh, came came clean. I came good on that for a lot of people as well. But um, you know, all I know is that, and I think I told you this. I put a hundred dollars <laughs> on the Rams in the preseason to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I put a hundred on them to get to the Super Bowl, yep. and a hundred to win the Super Bowl. So I think it came out. I got. I came out of it with fifteen hundred bucks. Exactly. So I was going to give you kudos. I was going to give you kudos non- again for that. Outstanding. Yeah. No. For for a non betting guy, to uh, I just I just felt that Matt Stafford was the difference maker, mm-hmm. and when I saw that trade, I was like. Rams are going to the Super Bowl, and they're probably going to win it. Yeah. So, 
you know, I felt good about it. And, but, ju- and just thinking, and I never wavered all year. By the way, I never wavered on that. You didn't, man. No, like I said, you you were on this Rams wagon from the very very beginning. You're on the Buffalo Bills as well, too. And you, we we could all make yeah. the argument that Buffalo probably would have been the better representative uh, of the AFC, and we thought they were going to get there. But yeah, no, you you had Buffalo to win the AFC. Uh, uh, you know. And uh, you had the Rams to win the NFC and to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you cashed two out of your three tickets, my friend. And, uh, and that was and that was preseason, too. Exactly. So, that was it. Uh, yep. But anyway, yeah, I do I do agree. I think Buffalo truly, I think uh, they were probably the best team in the AFC this year. Mm. I think they, you know, they win that game with KC on a, uh, in any other conditions, but especially, I think, on a neutral field, I think they win that game. So, uh, the bottom line, though, uh, it was a great year, uh, very entertaining Super Bowl right to the end, and uh, really happy for Matt Stafford. Uh, and I'm also happy for the Detroit Rams. Did you see those, <laughs> those shirts and the apparel out there? Yeah, yes. In Detroit, yeah. that selling? Yes, yes. I mean, what a great deal. I mean, there's the people of Detroit showed a lot about their character. They were so happy for Matt Stafford just to, to get him that Super Bowl. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool as well. It was. All right, let's uh, close with this. Uh, let's have the quarterback talk about the quarterback news, and we're going to be hearing more and more about this. I mean, here we go a day or two after the Super Bowl, and now all the talk is again, well, Tom Brady retired, but now Tom Brady you know, made some comments again saying, well, you never leave the door. We're going to leave the door open. You never know. Then, of course, Aaron Rodgers says that he's going to make his decision uh, sooner than later, what he's going to do regarding the Packers. And then all of a sudden now Kyler Murray is in the news uh, for saying that he's not happy in Arizona. So real quick take on these three quarterbacks. uh, What's going to happen with all three? Well, I think Brady's retiring. I, I really don't see any scenario where Tom Brady would come out uh, and announce at 45 years old he's retiring and then change his mind. I, I, I don't see that happening. Um, I would be very, very surprised. He's not that kind of a guy. Um, as far as um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, that's. I, I think he's going to end up in Green Bay. Um, you know, I, I know a big part of it is Devontae Adams. You know, they've got to figure out a way to get Devontae Adams uh, signed, but they'll probably just franchise him, I would think. Um, and, uh, you know, but I, there's going to be a lot of takers. I can see Kyle Shanahan and the Niners trying to make a trade, trying to figure that out. I can see uh, Denver trying to make it happen. Uh, if, if the Tennessee Titans, I think, uh, were willing to, to deal uh, Ryan Tannehill, um, I, I think there might be, you know, some more get rid of Tannehill uh, to open up that door for Aaron Rodgers. I could see him really liking the situation down in uh, uh, in Tennessee as well. So there's a lot of options. Even Tampa Bay, you know, what are they going to do right now at quarterback? They can make a play at Aaron Rodgers. So uh, who knows? It's, it's going to be fun to watch this offseason. Yeah, and, and the Packers seem to hold the cards there. You know, with Rodgers, one more season there. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, all right, yeah. see Berline, uh, the quarterback, there it is. And uh, I appreciate you all season long, of course, uh, my friend. And, uh, you know, great stuff. And here's a little note here. As we look at Tom Brady, we spoke about Tom Brady, that uh, his entire career was sandwiched in between the Rams' two Super Bowl victories. What do you think of that? Pretty ironic. That's pretty cool. That is cool. That's a pretty cool nugget there, yeah. It is. Well, we'll leave you with that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. 
All right, I brother. Like it. All right, brother. Uh, I guess we'll leave you alone for a while. I know you would love to talk about some Irish basketball since the Irish look like a real team this year. So, you know, we can always have you back on because you are the multi sports star, as we know. That's a brilliant, brilliant, uh, you know, segue into the off season for you. I, I really, I think that I was wondering if there was going to be any of that, you know, multi-sport analyst talent uh, that I possess. So that's good. Yeah, I like that. I'd love to have you on. You know, like I said, I kind of feel guilty, you know, having you on just about every week during the football season and everything. It's like I, I feel that I got to give my guys like a, you know a, a breakdown that, but I love to have you on. Yeah. And, and you're I just you're solid with everything though. You, you are very demanding, and I do need a break from you without a doubt. But I don't need that much of a break. We can we can okay. keep it going, no problem. And I'm going to come out to Vegas and check out uh, what's new and happening out there as well. Of course, and we know that. Uh, we'll we'll go ahead and, uh, and and take care of you with some great food, uh, as as you well know, man. And uh, I'll provide the food. You provide the beverages, and uh, and we got ourselves a great weekend, as we know. That's. I'm good at the beverages. <laughs> All right, my man. Hey, thanks again, Steve. Appreciate you. All season long, of course, man. Great friend. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll have you back on uh, real soon because I have listeners. I have listeners and also co-hosts, people out there say, hey, he promises that Tom Coughlin story. So we got to dig into that, too. Well, I'm going to shoot you a text of something that's going on, and maybe we can, we can get on maybe next week for for a little bit if it works for you. There's okay. there's another subject I think it'd be fun to talk about. So good deal, brother. Uh, we can tell the Coughlin story for sure. You got it, bro. Okay, take care, brother. Look right. forward to it. All right, man. There he is. See ya. Steve Berline, the quarterback. We have several quarterbacks. Is is he is he off the line? Can I say this now? We got lots of quarterbacks on the team here, right? I mean, we got we got a couple different Super Bowl. Quarterbacks, they got rings, and he's one of them. No, love Steve Berline, great guy, great friend. All right, how come we're not playing Ambrosia? C. Win wants you to play some Ambrosia. You know, Southern California for Berline. We didn't get a chance to mention that. Instead, you're playing this. We're not in Detroit, my friend. We're turning the page, though. We're turning the page. Football to basketball. Yeah, I get you with that. More Super Bowl commercials. The good ones coming up next hour. And the big seven-footer. He's going to dive in as well, too. we got plenty of NBA and college hoops to talk about. T.C. Martin Show on this terrible Tuesday. Up on the stage, here I go. It is showtime, baby. Here we go. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. going on he's feeling it and you can see he's rising to the occasion it's the tc martin show it's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor tc martin this is your captain baby hey come with me the doctor is now in our number two oh yeah terrible tuesday edition We'll continue on with our Super Bowl commercials recap at the bottom of the hour. But right now, the big seven-footer ready to join us. The five-time NBA champ who is watching the Super Bowl with some interest, no doubt about it. And as we know, the uh, the food was the food spread had to be outstanding too. So we talked about it last week. We'll go ahead and, and talk about it again today with the big seven-footer.
There he is, making his way, high-fiving uh, everyone there. What's up, 2-4? Hey, it's a great day out here. I'm, I'm actually doing something that you'd appreciate. Eating? <laughs> no, not eating this time. Music. Oh, that's me. Okay, go ahead. What do you got for me? Well, I, well as you know, from time to time, I, I like to strum on my guitar. Uh, I'm, I'm probably the only one that wants to hear it, but I do like it. And I had to take my guitar to the guitar shop, uh, but it's, it's it's ready now, so I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, okay, let's um, let's stop right now. Okay, is the guitar with you right now? No, it's not with me. I'm standing uh, outside the store, so I, I cannot strum for I, you. I want. We need some strumming. That's exactly what we need. Well, if you're outside the store, why don't you go in and, and take one of their test models and, and strum a little bit? Our audience would love to hear the seven footer strumming a, a little tune here. Come on. Now, uh, my strumming is for private sessions only. Um, it's nothing I, like I, this. I need a little work. This sounds like Carlos Santana. And uh, the big seven-footer strumming an acoustic guitar, if I remember uh, correct. Isn't that right? Yeah, this is an acoustic, but, but I do have both. Uh, <laughs> even, even though I am an amateur player, I, I, I still like to be versatile. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely private sessions. I, I, I can bend the strings a little bit. Uh, like I said, it probably only soothes me. But, uh, you know... As far as I'm concerned, that's, that's all I need. Okay. Yeah, I think if I dig deep into my archives, I think I, I may have uh, something that you had maybe send, sent me before as far as you playing the guitar. I bet if I if I go back to my archives, I bet I could find something. I don't know. That would be, uh, that would be very rare. Uh, <laughs> But uh, on on rare occasions, you don't know this. That uh, years ago, I uh, I, I did uh, some commercials for the Knicks, and on those commercials, I actually had to sing. Really? Now that would be uh, very rare, including some singings I, I, I did at Arby's commercial years ago. <laughs> uh, this kid and I were both singing. Um, and, and since nobody could ever find it, I would just say that I was very outstanding. Well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, we've been able to find uh, you know, things in, in the archives here, as you know. I mean, Numchuck is, is a wizard when it comes to this. If he could find the big seven-footer doing uh, what Arby's commercials, is that what you're talking about? Arby's. And the Knicks. Arby, I, I, and I want to see I, that I, Knicks I promo. That Knicks promo <laughs> with you singing, that would be outstanding. <laughs> This is like 1980. You have no chance of finding that. Uh, I don't know, man. Now, 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 what you will have a better chance of finding is I did a uh, commercial for McDonald's in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> was that down in Mexico when you were coaching down there? No, no, no. That was what I was. Uh, uh, I was actually um, um, playing for the Knicks. Okay. We, we had to record something in Spanish. And uh, luckily, I could uh, uh, see it and um, and memorize it, so it actually sounded pretty good. Wow! Can you can you recall that? Do you remember your line? Uh, I, I do not. <laughs> well, that was that look was at the Knicks. The look at the Knicks. I mean, they're doing some serious marketing there. Here we go. Let's see, what we got here. McDonald's, may I take your order? Hi, can I get a? Uh... Can I get a? 
Okay, get in the McDonald's. Ooh, can I get out? There it is. There was Cartwright on that McDonald's commercial we saw during the Super Bowl. He was the one going, ah. Because you're looking at the menu like me, and you're going, ah. I don't want any of this garbage. None of it. That's why I'm going, ah. That was you. And Kanye West was in that. He pulled up with his big tank. Jeez. Yep. No. That Sorry, was, my, commercial, my commercial was a lot better than that one. I know it was. Uh, what did you think of the Super Bowl commercials? We've been talking a lot about that today. Did you have a favorite or a least favorite? I don't know if I had a favorite. I I liked, uh, I'll tell you, more than years, I, I liked everything about the Super Bowl. I liked the uh, commercials. Uh, I liked the game. We talked about it. I liked the refereeing. <laughs> I don't understand uh, I don't why you would like that. No, I don't know why you would say that. And we have a blatant face mask call that did, I mean, did a, a non call. Yeah, exactly. What call? A no call. And you're the only one that, well, you admitted it. You, you know that that was definitely should have been a penalty. That could have been a game changer. A 75 yard touchdown yeah. right after the yeah. Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, come on. Yes. Yes. It, Terrible. It could have been, but it Terrible. Wasn't. Terrible call. Terrible. It wasn't. But you got to admit. This is the first Super Bowl game you've seen that the officials let a play. And then that's what I really Until the final two minutes. And then all of a sudden, it was like an NBA game. It was just the reverse. It was like, okay, we're going to call this, call this, call this. Last two minutes, oh, we're swallowing our whistle. It was just the opposite on Sunday where the officials, I think what they had, had called, what, four penalties the entire game? Four. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, last yeah. two minutes, oh, flag, flag, flag. And a couple of those were questionable. And anytime you're talking about near the goal line or in the end zone, that's going to create a little controversy, a little havoc, my friend. Can't, can't, can't disagree more. Those calls were obvious calls. Uh, everybody saw them. Guys were grabbing holding. They, they were obvious calls. Now, those calls need to be made. But the ones that were borderline questioned, they, they let them go for the game. Now, I think you got to give it to them. Those officials... That's the best football game you've seen called uh, in, in, in the last 10 years. And definitely all year. No. That was not one of the, the – how could it be one of the best officiated uh, games if they blatantly missed a 75-yarder touchdown? Are one you goal. kidding? One call. That's one, one too call. many in the Super Bowl. You're, this is One supposed call. to be your best crew that is doing this game. Your best crew. And then again, you know, the, the, one of those penalties by the Bengals there, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to let that- him play, I, you know, I, and believe me, I'm not one of these guys that says let him play. I think if it's a, if it's a flag, it's a flag in the first quarter or fourth quarter. I don't care. You got to call it, man. Get your hands off these guys. All right. So what was on the menu at the, at the Cartwright Ranch on Sunday? Oh, we had great stuff on the menu. You know, like I said, it was uh, it was all the the baseline of it was was the chicken, right? Fried chicken. Oh, fried chicken. Okay, fried chicken. Now, for those who did not want the big slug of chicken, we had wings. <laughs> right, we had chicken wings. Versatility there. Okay, I love that. That's right, and to put some more starch in there for you. Yeah. We had uh, we had pizzas. <laughs> oh, Where's the corn on the cob? Uh, we could use some corn with that fried chicken. Talk about starch. 
No, we couldn't do that. Uh, it would have been, that would have been nice. So with that, we, with that, we have the, the normal stuff. We had a uh, nice, nice big salad for you because we know you want to get some greens inside of you. Uh, chips, mucho chips, all chips of all kinds, chips, dips. Uh, uh, we had nuts. Um, we had some something that you're going to like. We had some of uh, those uh, hot dog wiener things. Oh, no. That's not like the pigs yeah. in a blanket or something like that? That's right. <laughs> I don't know. That's right. We had uh, some of that. And you know what we had with that? You love it. No. Mustard. Mustard, of course. Mustard. Yeah. And only only right. on the Vienna all beef hot dog. That's all I got to say, my friend. That's that's it. The, okay, so I, I hope that uh, you're hungry because I'm going to be seeing you here in, in the next couple of days. And and remember, we're, we're going to go have some good barbecue again tomorrow. So make sure that you you are ready for that and you are primed and you got all of your leftovers out of your system. So be prepared. Yeah, I've been I've been pretty good. So right. I'm, I'm going to be ready. Okay, good deal. I'm going to be ready, but but we need some green stuff to go in there. So, you know, you're going to have to throw something down there. Well, JR's has got some uh, green beans over there. He's got them on the menu. So uh, I've never noticed them on the menu, but I I heard he's got over there. You know, it's over there uh, underneath uh, the cornbread and uh, and I think uh, the the peach cobbler. It's it's in there somewhere. I'd I'd rather have those other things. Now, now what about our soup? Are we going to get some soup? Uh, that we're getting the soup when you come to Vegas here in a couple weeks. We're getting the soup, okay? I I, I don't know if we have any any soup options in Sacramento. We might because I'm only going to be there for about 30 hours. So we we see if we can work that in. But you can bank on the soup, uh, the Albandiga soup, uh, when you come to Vegas here in a couple weeks. When 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 you are going to be my official color commentator on the Big West tournament broadcast. That's right. Me and the big and the seven footer will be joining me as my game analyst on on, on Sirius XM. Can hardly wait for that. Well, I'm, I'm just hoping that I get like some time to kind of talk about some situations that you're just not going to cut me off <laughs> and just go play by play. Am, am I going to get like a five second or ten second? What, what am I going to get? Well, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty speedy at my play by play delivery. It just depends on how quickly that you can analyze. Uh, something, but you know what? We'll we'll save uh, your time for uh, the 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 replay reviews because they normally last for about ten minutes. So that'll give you plenty of time <laughs> to go in and, and talk about your soup and your guitar playing and uh, and uh, some old stories and used to you know jaw it up with artist Gilmore, Moses Malone and company. Yeah, while you know while you can you know you break down the action as well too. So that'll be your time. Okay, so. If you're hoping to get a lot of mic time, I would say uh, pray for for some some long uh, replay reviews, like we tend to see quite a bit of lately. Now look, this is this is called a team. That's why you're teaming up. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this not gonna like go ninety five five, where I get like a tenth of a second to talk about what the play that just happened. No, man. Come on, that, that's all I'm saying. No, I'm, you will be incorporated like no other. I mean, we will have uh, the play-by-play, the analysis, 
uh, some some great commentary all wrapped into this uh, these broadcasts. You don't have to worry about that, my friend. That's it. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be the assist man. Okay, I'm I'm gonna be the Earl the Pearl Monroe, the Dean Meminger, or uh, you know maybe even the John Stockton. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it up for you, my friend. I'm gonna be dishing behind the back, between the legs, Pistol Pete Maravich style, and uh, just give you slam dunk after slam dunk opportunity. What do you think of that? I like them. That's easy peasy. Yeah. All, 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 all I need is a little room, and I can score. You need to finish, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it up for you. You finish. <laughs> yeah, I just throw it up there. That's oh, easy. There it is. All right, there it is. And when you, when you're seven one, that's what you do. You know, you finish up high. There it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Just make sure you're an old school guard. I don't, I don't want you to be a new Jack guard. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> So you're going to pass. So I want to ask you this. Speaking of, and I just brought up John Stockton, okay? And here's a nice little segue here as we go to today's NBA. And we, we've talked about James Harden traded for the second time. Uh, uh, you're three teams down over a year, year and a half. Uh, so you've got, you know, Harden and, who, and Ben Simmons who got traded for each other here. Now, I heard this comment today. And you could probably imagine what my feedback is, and I want yours. This was an actual statement by someone in the national media that said this, that James Harden and Joel Embiid, who are now teammates with the 76ers, they will be better than John Stockton and Carl Malone as the best pick-and-roll combo in the history of the sport. Go ahead. I can't describe or emphasize how bad that statement is. Exactly. There, there, there is no description of how nobody can make a claim around that because nobody could possibly say that. I heard it. It's um, ridiculous. You know, it's, it's just horrible. Whoever made that statement is... I don't know. He's really sick. Non-basketball people. There's something wrong with him. (laughs) I love it. Because those two guys were unstoppable. So describe that, Bill. I mean, you had many battles, including, you know, the finals there uh, against Utah. How how do you guard that? How do you guard that pick and roll with Stockton and Malone? And what did Phil say? What was the instruction there? Well, ultimately, you're going to have to give one of them up. So, you know, for us, we were able to battle because we had um, smart guards that could kind of just throw their body into them. Just said, look, you're not going to stop it. You're just hoping that those guys are going to miss. In the best case scenario is that uh, one of them has to pull up and shoot a jump shot. But um, those guys are both Hall of Fame players. So Stockton is known for all-time lead assists. Carl Malone is the league's second lead scorer. I mean, come on. What, what else do we have to say? No, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's it's absurd. I mean, those guys are are the pick-and-roll and you can't even compare anybody, especially modern time. And here's what gets me. Two guys that have never played together before. 
You're, you're trying to anticipate that they're going to be as good or better than, than Stockton Malone, Harden and Embiid, two guys that uh, – forget that. Let's go back to Ben Simmons. So now he's with Brooklyn, hasn't played a game since 2021. Uh, why would we think, especially with this guy and the price that they're paying him, that things are going to, to work out differently here? And what is your take on Ben Simmons? And now all of a sudden he's you know gonna be a better player because uh, you know he's changed locations here. I, I don't know. I, I was not sold on this guy at LSU. The money that he's making is ridiculous, especially for the results that he's put up or lack thereof. Well, look, Ben Simmons has got to be able to play his role. He's not a scorer. He is a terrific ball handler. He is a terrific passer. Uh, he's a very, very good basketball player. So, um, money-wise, I, I care less to talk about that. I mean, I don't know who's worth what now, but but to me, he plays winning basketball. I really like him. Um, I like people that share the ball. And more importantly, what he does is that he makes other players better. So the problem they're going to have is nobody can get thrown together after a week, a month, two months, three months, and then try to find some uh, some rhythm, some synergy together. That's going to be the tough thing. I, I think he's going to fit in fine um, because he because he he wants to be part of that team. So I think how they screwed up in Philly is that when things were not going great for him. Nobody went to what the bat for him, and then later on when they tried to, it was too late. So I mean, it's just uh, it's just common sense. If somebody's struggling, somebody's grabbing, whether it's a teammate, the coaches for damn sure, your GM to support that kid. He's still young, uh, and you're trying to win a championship. So for me, that kid is really talented. I really like him. I think he's going to fit in well at one point in time. I don't think it's going to happen quickly. Good, but I don't think so. At least not to battle for a championship. So we'll see what happens. Harden is, is Harden. I think I think he's a harder problem because he really needs the ball. Right. You know, I I always have a vision of him playing his best basketball when he was coming off the bench at OKC, now we can just shoot it. Now we have instant instant offense over there. Now we can do anything he wants to do. Now we can dominate the ball. Coming being a starter, he dominates for the entire game. So, I think in that instant, I think that makes the scoring average go up, but. I, I don't think your team play is going to be as good. I mean, we look at what happened in Houston, where it was all Harden all the time, and then, you know, when he goes to Brooklyn, you're thinking, okay, well, here's the big three here. But, you know, in, in Durant was able to to excel and play well in Golden State because you had Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, and even though both those guys are great scorers, and Steph is a, is a great scorer, but but both of those guys are high IQ basketball guys, and they have no problem sharing the basketball at all. 
And I said it at that point in time, you probably remember, is I, I really hate to see Durant leave this team because I think it's the best situation for Durant. And when he went to Brooklyn, and now, again, he, he's, he's supposed to be the guy. He's been like really kind of the only healthy guy there. And then you put him with Kyrie Irving, you put him with James Harden, there's just not enough basketballs to go around because I don't see Irving or Harden being like Steph and Clay where they are going to be able to share the ball. And it, it didn't work there. So now you, you've got Harden going over to, to Philly. I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, Apparently it's going to be the best pick-and-roll combo, according to some people, with him and Embiid. I just don't know if it works with this guy, just the way I think uh, about Russell Westbrook. I've said it before. I just don't think it works anywhere for this guy. And if, if you can't go to a ready-made team that has – you know, a talent all around it, like these guys have been, it, it, I don't know where it's going to work. I, I just don't know. And you're right. I agree with you. I think the hard thing, it's a hard thing to figure out. I, I think it's hard for me to think that this guy's going to win a championship anywhere, just like with Westbrook. Well, look, those guys, more than the basketball, those guys, when Durant was in Gold State, those guys are solid people. Yes. And, and, and also, so, when you, you're in that kind of situation where a guy is maybe emotionally not as strong, but he's with others who are, and they support really, really solid things, and they, they support the team, and they are trying to guard somebody, and they are using their bench. And look, what Durant was at Golden State, those just gave him the ball at the end of the game. He's, he's a badass matchup for anybody. So... That's the thing. It didn't matter how great Steph was. It, did, it, it didn't matter how great Thompson was. They, they threw him the ball. And then let him be what he is. You know, the league's toughest matchup. So what they're going to do in, in Brooklyn, um, I don't know, what they're going to do in Philly, uh, who's going to have their hands uh, uh, the ball at the end of the game, I don't know. I think you should know. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, 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 I think it's going to be uh, very, very interesting. And we always know something. It usually takes about two weeks after the All-Star break is over. The teams who are really good, they separate. They separate. So we'll see what happens after the All-Star break. If those teams are going to go up, down, Sideways uh, in Brooklyn, who knows? Maybe everybody just won't play. I don't know. Uh, that's the damnest thing I've ever seen over there uh, in my life, where guys just take off, and they, they don't know how you take off. They take off for months. <laughs> so I don't know how you get any balance that way, or be expected to win any kind of championship. Uh, those guys have got to play at one point in time together. As we sit here right now, who who's the favorite to win the NBA title that you think right now? As we we're, we're just past the halfway point, even though we got the All Star game coming up this weekend, uh, who's the team to beat? Well, I know the team to beat, uh, thanks to that trade, is uh, is, is Milwaukee out uh, out east. That's 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 what I feel yep. like, and out west. What's a little bit harder right now? The team probably has got the edge right now. Is uh, it's still probably Phoenix? Yeah, yeah. Just because those guys play small, 
They've been solid all year. Everybody stayed healthy. Guys play their roles out there. I did watch Utah play, and and I do kind of, I do like them. I watched the Warriors play. Uh, the only thing I don't like about the Warriors what the Warriors do have steps off. They're off. Yeah, they're off. And he which, has which, been slumping quite a bit. He has. Yeah, it's got it, it's got it. so I I don't know what those guys are going to do to make an adjustment. Uh, uh, Steve Steve is uh, uh, blaming or crediting their lack of defense. Uh, but look, we can't score. Um, I mean, that's that's their game. So uh, that's going to be very interesting to see if they can get uh, get somebody else to step up, um, guard a little better, slow the game down, whatever they want to do. I saw him play zone the other day. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> they played zone. They're trying, they trying anything to try to slow slow these teams down and guard them. Do do so, the sun, do the Suns remind you? Of the Warriors, when the Warriors had that run three, four years ago with the balance, because remember when the Warriors, I mean, were approaching the Bulls, you know, record of, of the 72 wins and everything. Uh, the Suns, like you said, there is no long losing streak with these guys. They just, they're playing the right way, and the, the record is phenomenal. Record's phenomenal. What you really have to love about them, and it's really what I like about the Warriors, is that their effort of play, good or bad, win or lose, is always extremely high. So if you're playing harder than your opponent, you've, you've got a great chance of winning the games, and that's what Phoenix is doing. Their level of play is is it's got to be fun, great for their their, their fans. Um, to be able to watch them play every night because you know you're going to get their best effort. So um, I think that's that's a big thing. That's the big thing with the Warriors. Why the Warriors win because their effort is so high. That's the reason why, as we talk, if we talked about before the Lakers, that's why they don't win. They have great effort and then it dies. They have great effort and stalls. They have great effort and then they walk back. So once once we see hmm, the team start out just out playing, out hustling, fifty fifty ball, those teams are gonna win. I think that's what you've seen from uh, from Phoenix this year. They've been consistent, they've been healthy. And no COVID. Everybody over there wants to take a shot, so they're they're fine. All right, man, we get ready for the all star weekend. I think we both feel the same about this. I mean, again, you you partake in one of them back in the day uh any interest in in, in watching this stuff and if it, if you do have interest what is it is it the three-point contest is it the slam dunk contest is it the skills competition uh we know it's probably not the game on sunday uh give us your take as the all-star game takes place in cleveland just a three-point i think everybody will watch that i think everybody will watch slam dunk uh, you know, people who are just basketball fans, they'll just watch it to watch it. You know, gr- grab a grab a big dog, you know, chili dog, watch it. That's right. Not uh, not uh, a mini not a mini hot dog or a mini corn dog. No, you get the full fledged hot dog with mustard and grilled onions. Hey, hey there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that for a quick bite. <laughs> <laughs> little, little little mini dogs. Some people can't finish a big dog like you know. They just want a little mini. Boom, 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 done. So, uh, your final take here, I know you mentioned uh, 
<laughs> Even though the the genre maybe not have been your favorite, but but you like me like the halftime show. What, who did you like the best of the halftime show? Uh, you're talking about the also show from the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I liked the whole thing. I thought that thing was choreographed. It's amazing. Every everybody got a piece. Those guys all worked together. Uh, those dances were so uniform. Uh, that that captured my attention, and normally it doesn't during the entire halftime. But what a uh, what a spectacular! That's that's probably the best halftime show I've ever seen. Yeah, the production element was fantastic, and that's what I look at—the production element that that gets put into that. I mean, for a thirteen-minute performance, uh, it was fantastic, and it was good. It was it was very good, and it, I think it, it hit a lot of. People, even if you weren't crazy about the genre, I think you got to say, okay, I, I was entertained, you know, during this game. I think they did, they did a great job. Yeah, the only thing we needed now was like Chubby Checker's on now. We would have been really low. <laughs> Chubby Checker, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear, let's hear Bill Cartwright introduce his man, Chubby Checker, who he saw in concert in Sacramento, yeah. California back in the day. The one and only Chubby Checker doing the twist. Unbelievable that you, uh, you, you still reference that. Maybe Chuck Berry, but no, you go Chubby Checker. Chubby Checker is amazing. He's amazing. Uh, you know, get, Chubby, I would love for you, you know, if you were at like a Chubby Checker show, to go on stage and actually do the twist. Oh yeah, I've done that uh, quite a few times, my friend. Except, yeah. except my my thing is more going more to the breakdancing competition and busting oh, out that. Man. That's it. We go, we go move it up a couple decades, you know, wow. get me into the eighties brother. And there we go. <laughs> Where's my Ollie and Jerry. Where's my breaking, get my breaking song on there. Numbchat. That's what I'm talking about. Don't get me hyped up Cartwright. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm off for a couple days. I'm going to get my dancing shoes on. There it is. Nonstop funk. You know me, chubby checker. Come on, man. I, you were living the studio 54 days with the Knicks in the in the 80s and you want to go back to the 60s here we go baby that's it electric boogaloo baby a little breaking I just don't want you to pull a hamstring you can't do that anymore you're gonna pull a hamstring <laughs> yeah I'm grooving right now alright man I'll see you uh, I'll see you manana okay you go rest up man Get on that treadmill. I think I'm here. All right, man. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright. And uh, he will join us. Well, he always joins us often. But we got NBA All-Star Game in the weekend coming up this weekend. We'll uh, see about that. But looking forward more to the college basketball tournaments, which he'll be here for the WCC. And, yeah, he'll be my broadcast partner because we're going to be doing the Big West uh, Tournament at the brand-new Dollar Loan Center in Henderson doing the very uh, first uh, event there. So looking forward to that. All right, we come back. We got more Terrible Tuesday for you. We'll talk about the commercials that were good, the ones that we like. But this is what I'm talking about. Pump it up, baby. Give me my cardboard right now. Yeah, I'm spinning I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. The doctor is now in. in. Finally, the Super Bowl has come back. 
unleash a soul-crushing, unrelenting defense, a head-spinning onslaught of an offense, and take care of unfinished business right here, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the champions of the NFC, your Los Angeles Rams! It is time, time for a team that has risen from the ashes to become one of the most feared, dominant, absolutely electrifying teams in the NFL! here and millions around the world to bear witness to these incredible players who will leave every ounce of sweat, guts, and pride and legacy on this hallowed field because that is what champions do. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to say, finally, it is time for the The Rock. Wow. Terrible Tuesday, part two. And we talk about The Rock delivering that as the players stood in the field. The kickoff team ready to go. The Bengals are sitting there ready to kick the ball off. The Rams receiving team on the field ready to go. Coaches on each sideline. With their headsets on. Everyone ready to go. But we had to sit through two minutes of The Rock giving us another introduction. No jabroni. I think I saw an eyebrow raised. No candy ass. What Those things that he's famous for. But did we really need that? Seriously? Did we really need that? To me, it came across... Hokey jokey. And this is the problem that I have with the Super Bowl that I call the biggest pseudo-event in history. And what a pseudo-event is, it's something that's really not that important, but it's made out to be larger than life. And yes, for a football fan, you enjoy it. That's fine. But you can't tell me that you don't enjoy seeing your team play in a championship game, in your home stadium, and that sort of thing. This thing has become so corporate. You know, the crowd doesn't go crazy because you got to remember, each fan base maybe has 20,000 fans each. That's it. Maybe. Maybe 15. And I think that's where the number is. It's like 15,000, you know, given to those uh, those teams for their season ticket uh, buyers to buy. And then... It's all about the open market, the secondary market, where you've got to go ahead and and try to get your tickets because the NFL controls the Super Bowl. And yeah, from a crowd aspect, it it does lose its luster as far as rooting for one team or another. But the hokey jokiness. Now, the Super Bowl halftime show is one thing. And we've had some bad of those, too, because where that has gone nowadays 
is is more production element and they try to they tried to go middle of the road back in the day you know they tried to go like I said you know the rolling stones or they would try to go a, a variety of different genres you know you've seen prince you've seen janet jackson you saw michael jackson you see all that and then sometimes they try to now to go with you know for the most part a country theme for one super bowl a classic rock theme or whatever and then this was more of your you know hip hop genre and la because you know you had those artists Snoop Dogg and you know that were that were based out of there and I, and I get that and they came, that came across great but there's still just too much length in this thing too much time in between series the commercial breaks now i mean instead of being you know two two and a half minutes you're now talking 4 minutes it just drags on and on and on and that rock introduction to me was ridiculous. It was, it was just too played up. And again, you know, football fans, uh, they 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 want to be removed from their wrestling moment for their biggest game. That does not need to seep into the Super Bowl. So again, just a little hokey jokey with that. All right. So we talked about the bad moments of the Super Bowl pregame and the commercials and all that sort of thing. There actually what were some pretty good commercials. Okay. And the ones that I liked, um, I had no idea that Uber Eats are now delivering diapers and kitty litter. Wait. If it was delivered with Uber Eats, does that mean I can eat it? It's a diaper. Looks pretty bad. This candle tastes funny. Mm-mm, I'm, I'm gonna eat it. Not bad, but funny. And thanks to Uber Eats, we don't even know what food is anymore. Now <coughs> this isn't food. <laughs> We can't eat most of this. Yeah, we can't eat any of this. Why, Uber Why, Uber That bag's a liar. Yeah, I just got so excited. Uber Eats. I think we learned a lot about this. This is actually educational because I don't think a lot of people knew how to take this ad. Like, okay, what are you, are you making fun of Uber Eats? What are you doing here? No, it was pretty ingenious because now Uber Eats is delivering groceries, delivering more household items and household products. So this was pretty ingenious because you're not sure how to take it because I can guarantee you most people did not know this. They're thinking, I only know Uber Eats for delivering my favorite restaurants, plain and simple. So, Numchuck, get your get your teeth out of the paper towels, please. But yeah, uh, diapers, kitty litter, and you know who else didn't know this? The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission didn't know this either because they felt the need to respond to this ad. They tweeted out on on their corporate uh, Twitter handle. They tweeted out, "Do not eat soap." And they're being very serious. That's right. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission felt the need. They needed to respond to this ad. 
please do not eat soap. Pretty ingenious. Yeah, I like the Uber ads uh, eat. And uh, did anyone know that that they have branched out? Or was this kind of the the launching pad for this? How long has Uber delivered diapers and kitty litter and, 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 and all this other stuff? I think it's new. I think this is the launching pad. This is the launching pad. That's what I'm thinking, right? Or has it been going on for a couple of months? That was I was curious. All right. Uh, Doritos, they're one of the ones that always score. You know, you can go back decades and you you know what you can count on? You can count on Bud, Pepsi, Coke, Frito Lay brand, which is part of Doritos, for scoring. I mean, they'll have some stupid commercials in there, but for the most part, they get it and they score. Doritos. Flaming hot in the jungle. pepper push it real good so those that they did not see the commercial and that probably doesn't really play good on on radio but so you've got a person basically in a jungle setting they're up up in a tree they drop their doritos and all of a sudden the animals start eating it and then they start doing little beatbox sound yeah animals doing a little beatbox sound and then uh here comes salt and pepper here comes push it beatbox style, and the animals start getting into the uh, Doritos. And then when the girl goes back to pull it, they go, nah, don't think so. And I'd eat it. So Doritos scores. There we go, Numbchuck. Push it real good. You know you're going to give me dance today, didn't you? Now, I talked about being a ripoff earlier from the commercial with Gerard Mayo with the mayonnaise. We did see salt and pepper in a Super Bowl commercial back in the day, didn't we? Yeah. Geico did it with salt and pepper. Doing a little push it. That was good. So, yeah. And like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, I love it when you go back and you incorporate the old school. Don't don't want to tell me that that is beyond us because everyone samples it. The new artists sample it. You love it. And this gets everybody going. So, there you go. Nicely done uh, by Doritos there. FTX, we have no idea what FTX is, what it was. I guess it's crypto again, right? But we know that who was in FTX. Can't tell you what the product is, but definitely one of the best Super Bowl ads, my man Larry David. I call it the wheel. Eh, I don't think so. This is a miss. Russell Davis is behold! It's a fork! I got dead forks right here, baby! A toilet? We're not animals! We go outside like humans! Hancock! No! 
people shall have the right to vote. Even the stupid ones? Yes! Edison, can I be honest with you? It stinks. Nobody's going to the moon, ever. Why not? It's far, it's too far, it's far. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. There he is. Larry David. You got to love it. Larry David in national commercials now. FTX, whatever that is. And we know that Larry can't really see into the future. Eh, No good. It stinks. Yeah. Edison stinks. Not going to work. The wheel, forget about it. The moon, too far. Very impressive. So uh, that's what we think about crypto, though, too, don't we? Think about crypto. Numbshot thinks it's going to be gone in four or five years. Who knows? I love the Larry David. Anytime you incorporate Larry, whether he's Bernie Sanders on Saturday Night Live, I'm down. I'm in for it. All right. Also love the uh, Superior Bowl. Uh, They did a great job of hyping that up. Michelob Ultra. Uh, leading that up uh, during the playoffs, we saw that oh coming soon. So we were we were awaiting this. There's no doubt about it. Steve Buscemi uh, behind the counter spraying the bowling shoes. Superior Bowl, Peyton Manning. They ran a series of these. I think we're going to continue to see more and more of of these ads. And I like the last one too because you had other superstars. I believe is what it was Venus. Or Serena Williams that was uh, that, that came in uh, at the end of the last one, but uh, yeah, and it was a Michelob Ultra commercial. There was, but this was good. You knew what it was because you could see the product placement in there. So I thought that was good. Um, yeah, I was a fan of that. So there were several that I liked. I thought that Alexa with the lies that was good. I I really was not too familiar with the people in the ad. Uh, uh, the actress, but it kind of hit home. And we all know about Alexa. You know, Alexa, play this song. Alexa, do this. But uh, they went in a different direction where they, you know, basically turned it into, you know, some some deep seated lies here. So I thought that was a uh, that was pretty good. They did a good job. Uh, hey, babe, with that. check this out. Alexa, it's game day. Streaming football on Prime Video. Closing blinds. Chilling rosé. Rosé? Well, it's an afternoon game. Huh. It's like she can read your mind. I love that we get to sleep mm. in. Ordering fresh mint mouthwash. Extra strength. I was thinking, I should get a spray tan, you know? Because that's on Wednesday. Activating blender. Funeral's on Monday. Love the eye patch. It's when is the show open? March eighth. Setting reminder to fake your own death on March eighth. Uh, what the? When you have to do those love scenes with hot guys, is that fun or is that like the worst? It's the worst. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Mm. 
Charlotte, this bread is delicious. Oh, God. Did you make it? Yes, uh, it's from my Gammy's recipe. Announcement. Gammy is short for she bought it at Whole Foods. Announcement. Colin left the oysters in the car for five hours. It's probably better Alexa can't read your mind. Bad idea. That's the game. Pretty impressive. I like that. Very strong. And uh, Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen with the lay spot. That was uh, that was pretty good uh, as well, too. So, yeah, I think there were some decent ones. We've gone through some Super Bowls before where the ads have not been that good. And uh, so, yeah, we give you the best of uh, today's um, the good ones and the bad ones part of a terrible Tuesday today. All right, I want to thank the big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, uh, for joining us today. And also Steve Berline, the quarterback, uh, as well. I will be off the next couple days. Um, we'll uh, be back on Friday at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, so make sure you come on see the show. My man C. Wynn, Chris Wynn will be here. Uh, Joe Regal will be in here co-hosting with him. B. Sal, our man Brian Salmon from News 3, will be hanging out uh, during the course of the next couple days as well, too. So make sure that you keep on listening to the show here in the next couple days, and I shall return on Friday. I appreciate C. Wynn Numchuck for holding down the fort uh, while I'm go. So we, uh, if you miss any part of the show, go to the website. Check it all out at tcmartinshow.com. Uh, check out the interviews. Check out the Super Bowl recap. It's all up there as well, too. And uh, we will reconvene uh, on Friday. I will with you. And, again, make sure you tune in tomorrow and Thursday with C. Wynn uh, hosting. Have yourself a good one. Enjoy. And uh, have yourself a great evening. Plenty of college basketball on tap tonight. We got Duke and Wake Forest. That's going to be uh, should be a pretty decent game, and several others as well too. But uh, we turn the page from football to basketball and hockey and a whole lot more. And don't forget that the Golden Knights back in action at T-Mobile Arena tomorrow night. That should be a good one against the uh, Colorado Avalanche as well, too. UNLV on the road tomorrow night at Fresno State. So check all that out. T.C. Martin saying so long. Have a good one. And I will talk to you Friday, 2 o'clock at the Cosmopolitan.